So, uh, you know, I thought this week we would talk uh, briefly uh, about the ironic benediction. What, why not? Right? We, uh, the, the, we say it uh, every week here at Beth Messiah. We say it every week at the end of the service over our kids. Right? Traditionally, uh, in, in many synagogues, not all, but in many synagogues, uh, it is said at a particular point in the service, and the men who are what's called kohanim, uh, uh, it's, I, I'm not going to take the time to describe how, <laughs> how the service works, but, but they are sort of like uh, uh, traditionally understood to be descended from the priesthood. The, the Kohanes, the Kohanim. They come up and then they pray uh, in a particular way, the, in Hebrew, of course, uh, the Aaronic benediction over the, uh, over the congregation. So the Aaronic benediction is really uh, a staple of Jewish worship. And as we'll see, it was also very well known throughout the biblical period. Very well known because parts of it uh, are said in the Psalms and, and elsewhere. So uh, this passage in the book of Numbers uh, is very important. Now, it's also very important where it's located. It's in the sixth chapter of the book of Numbers. You can turn there if you'd like. Okay, now, what you have up until, uh, the it's at the very end of the sixth chapter. So what you have in chapters 1 through 6 really is the preparation of the of Bnei Israel of the sons of Israel uh, for uh, the journey from Mount Sinai to the land now you have to remember at this point they were not thinking this is going to be 40 years and the entire generation is going to die in the wilderness they thought this was going to be a few months journey this was not going to take that long. Uh, they're still at, at Mount Sinai. They've been there for a couple of years, actually. And now they're uh, going to leave the Sinai area, leave the mountain area, and they're going to make their way to Eretz Israel, to the to Canaan, to the land of Canaan. Right? Uh, and uh, and so you have all of that preparation that we, I mentioned. Uh, uh, a little bit ago, the outward organization, and then uh, Moses focuses on inward organization, on repentance and confession, and uh, you know, and making sure that there's no uncleanness, and 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 this is where the Nazarite vow is is talked about, uh, 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 and and things of that nature. By the way, that is why the Haftorah portion is about the birth of Samson, is because. Uh, in this Torah portion is uh, the rules for taking a Nazarite vow. And so, uh, consequently, that was how Samson uh, was called to live, so that's why that's the Haftorah portion. But anyway, so at the end of all this, at the end of this section, you have this prayer, this blessing that is prayed over the children of Israel, right? And we're familiar with it. We have uh, here in verse 22 uh, uh, to 27 of Numbers chapter 6. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. 
you shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. So they shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel, and then I will bless them. Uh, and, uh, and as I said, from, from the time, uh, from this time onward, these words uh, are uh, impressed upon the hearts of Jewish people. In fact, every Friday night, the Aaronic benediction uh, is prayed uh, in traditional uh, homes uh, who are observing a Shabbat on Friday night. This, uh, the Aaronic benediction is prayed, uh, you know, by the father of the, of the family. So, uh, you know, it certainly is uh, very, very important. And it, again, its location is important because what is happening is, is that Aaron prays over the people and the people hear it. They hear it, right? And so it's a blessing to hear it. Uh, that they hear that God is with them, right? We'll talk in a moment about what bless means here, but, but uh, a God, is, God is with them. Actually, when we read about the word bless in the Bible, the most, basic, um, the most basic aspect of blessing is that there's relationship, that whether we're talking about God and Israel or, or people uh, you know, uh, in relationship together, right? Uh, and so that, that God is in relationship uh, with uh, the people. He's going to infuse life into them on the journey. Uh, and this was an assurance that God would be traveling with them. Now, they kind of knew that from the cloud, you, you know, the, uh, uh, from the cloud and the pillar of fire and all that. But now it's going to really come into play as they leave Sinai, uh, that all of these things will come into play. Uh, and uh, from their perspective, God was on the mountain. God was in the mountain. Remember what we talked about on Shavuot? God is in the mountain. But now the people recognize that God, amazingly, is going to travel with them. That it's not that they're, by going on this journey, they're not leaving the presence of God, but that God would travel with them. Now, we take that for granted, that God is everywhere, God never leaves us or forsakes us, but uh, you have to understand, these people did not have the book of Psalms. They did not have uh, hundreds of years of biblical knowledge and tradition, right? Uh, and, and so that they did not understand that. So they hear this, they hear this word being prayed over them. Now, right away, there's a great lesson to learn in that. There's a great lesson to learn. And that is, uh, it is a marvelous thing to be able to pray out loud so that people can hear you pray. Now, you know, when we pray out loud, uh, it's not uh, a case of, uh, well, you know, I better be really articulate. Uh, I want to pray like this person prayed or I, Got to make sure I don't stumble over my words. No, you're talking to God. You're talking to God from your heart. But because it's out loud, people can hear your prayer, and it is an encouragement to other people to hear prayer out loud. You know, remember uh, in Ephesians, Paul uh, tells them 
uh, on two different occasions that I'm praying for you. But he doesn't just write in the letter, I want you to know I'm praying for you. He actually writes what he's praying for. Why does he do that? He doesn't have to do that. Couldn't he have just said, like, like most of us might say, well, I want you to know I'm praying for you. You know? I, so if anybody ever says that to you, this is a, here's a great exercise. If someone ever says to you, I've been praying for you. So you know what the response, a great response is? What are you praying? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> right? Uh, so if you ever say to somebody, I'm praying for you, you know it would be really encouraging to say what it is that you're praying for that person. That's very encouraging for people to hear. And so this wasn't a case of just Aaron and Moses getting together in the back room and praying a blessing over the people, right? That they needed to hear it. This would be encouraging to them. So one aspect of... You want to be a blessing to someone, uh, pray uh, over people, and by the words that you're saying, you are indeed you know, blessing people via word, by word of your mouth. And, uh, and certainly that it's just, uh, I don't want to skip over that idea that, you know, he's, it's not just the content, but the fact, you know, that he is, um, that he is uh, uh, praying for them. Okay, so now let's take a look at it again uh, and um, just briefly uh, understand uh, what's going on in the benediction, in the blessing. Okay, the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine on you and be gracious to you, lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Okay, uh, in each of the lines, I, the, um, uh, the Lord is repeated, Adonai, Adonai, Adonai. So clearly that is an emphasis, just simply that, that the Lord is present. The Lord is doing these things, you know, is going to do these things as you travel uh, in the wilderness. All right. Now, what we could do is um, we could look at each line. It's, it's poetry. Okay, it's written as poetry. So each line uh, is, uh, is significant. Uh, and uh, each line contains two parts. Each line contains two parts. One is a, a sort of a, um, a statement uh, about God. And then a second statement about what it, what it means. So in other words, I, if, if you read it like this, the Lord bless you. The Lord make his face shine on you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you. You really wouldn't know exactly what that means. I mean, it sounds nice. You, you, you know, uh, may the Lord make his face shine on you, period, the end. Okay, well, that's, that's nice. What does it mean? Well, thankfully, in the text here, we have what each of those lines mean, what each of those phrases means. What does he mean by may the Lord bless you? What does he mean by may he make his face shine on you? What does he mean by uh, may he lift up his countenance uh, on you? Right? So the first one is may the Lord keep you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Okay? Now when he says and here, this is poetry. This is not like, and in addition to blessing you, may he keep you. Okay? This is, he's describing poetically what blessing means here. Okay? Shamar. 
It means to guard something. It's what keep means. But it's also used in uh, the beginning of Genesis to describe the, uh, uh, how mankind, how Adam and Eve, were supposed to take care of the Garden of Eden. Uh, and so it, it contains the idea of tending or cultivating uh, you know, or, or caring for. Uh, and so protect is a, is a good word here. You know, may God protect uh, you in the wilderness and cause you to grow. Uh, and then we have, uh, may the Lord make his face shine on you. Uh, may the Lord make his face shine on you is, in, 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 in a sense, may, uh, uh, may his presence uh, be kind. May his presence have a, uh, some kind of additional benefit. And that's why it says, and be gracious to you. Uh, it, it means, it, it, it's a very far-reaching word. And it means really to show favor, to have favor uh, uh, upon you, right? Uh, and so may he make his face shine on you means may he show you benevolence. May he show you benevolence. So may he protect you. May he cause you to, to grow and cultivate you know, really into a people of God that, that I want you to be. Uh, and, uh, uh, may, uh, and may he be benevolent uh, uh, toward you. And then may the Lord lift up his countenance on you. Uh, and of course, you know, literally it's may he lift up his face on you. So it's kind of significant that two of the three lines have the word face in them. Uh, because face in Hebrew, pa, panav, panim, uh, speaks of the presence of God. It means that God is present. You could actually even substitute uh, that word. It would not be a bad translation uh, to say, uh, may he make his presence shine on you. Or uh, may the Lord lift up his presence on you. Uh, and so clearly there is the sense of God's presence. I am with you on this, on this, uh, on this journey. Okay. Uh, and, uh, lift up the countenance. You know, where I always think of the passage in, uh, Breshit in Genesis, uh, where, uh, God is talking to Cain, right? And he says, why has your countenance fallen? Well, what does that mean? Cain is upset. Uh, Cain is unhappy. Uh, you know, so uh, the, op the opposite of that is lifting up the countenance, like smiling, you know, uh, being pleased. And so what do I say to the kids every week? Not every week. We pray this over our kids every week, but periodically I'll, I'll say that to our kids. What does it mean to lift up uh, the countenance? And what do I always do? I was, there you go. Like the thumbs up, you know. Uh, when God gives the thumbs up over his people, there is peace. Uh, and that is for sure. Uh, and so it ends with, and give you peace. When God uh, is pleased with us, uh, you know, he, uh, uh, we experience his peace. What is his peace? Wholeness, completeness, satisfaction, overall well-being. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and terms, you know, and, and, and terms like that. And, and terms like that. 
Uh, and so we have here, may God protect you, tend to you, you know. Uh, may he have a benevolent attitude toward you, uh, and may he smile on you, you know, and be pleased uh, with you. Uh, and therefore, may you experience kindness, benevolence, chen, which is uh, in Hebrew means favor, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and peace. And then at the end, then at the end, he says, so they shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel. By praying this over the people, they are placing God's name uh, on them. Which means that, which means uh, it's like a stamp saying they belong to me, they belong to me. And so throughout the wilderness wanderings, know that as if God is saying, "This is my desire for you. I want to bless you. I, I want uh, I, I want uh, you know uh, you to experience peace. I want you to experience uh, benevolence uh, from me." Uh, I want to protect you, and I and I want you to, and I want you to uh, to grow uh, in me. Now, something to always remember about this that this is taking place in the wilderness. By its very nature, the wilderness was not a good place, you know. So uh, clearly, <clears throat> the context of this is: May God bless you in the midst of a difficult journey. This was going to be a difficult journey no matter what. The length of it uh, changed, certainly, uh, and the way the people conducted themselves uh, altered things uh, uh, somewhat. But this certainly uh, is always uh, God's, uh, God's desire uh, you know, uh, upon, his, uh, upon his people. The, the, you know, one of the things it doesn't say is, uh, you know, may God uh, give you a Hilton Hotel in the wilderness. You know, uh, may God uh, give you the leeks and the onions uh, uh, and the five-course uh, dinner every night uh, that you thought you had uh, in, in Egypt. Uh, it doesn't say that either. Uh, it doesn't say anything here about that there would be no hardship, that it would not be challenging, uh, or, or anything like that. that. That's something very important to remember. So the blessing of God here is uh, important for us to, to uh, recognize in our own journey uh, in, you know, in this wilderness, this desire um, of God uh, to, to bless. Now, interestingly enough, there are several places in the Psalms that help us to see how uh, how this passage historically uh, invoked upon the Jewish people at Mount Sinai was applied later on in Jewish history. You know how it was applied during the uh, during the, uh, the the times of the kings, and it's kind of interesting. One place we could turn to is Psalm sixty-seven. Psalm sixty-seven. Psalm sixty-seven uh, uh, here. I is I, we should know it because we've been saying it for fifty days, right? I, when we're counting the Omer, I, we recite Psalm sixty-seven uh, every single day. And I, I, here I'm just going seven verses long. I'm going to read it, and it's going to sound kind of like the ironic benediction, right? 
God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his name to shine upon us. Now that, in a nutshell, uh, contains not every single word, but many of the key words uh, in uh, uh, the Aaronic benediction. But notice what it says in verse 2. That thy way may be known on the earth, thy salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you will judge the people with uprightness and guide the nations on the earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. The earth has yielded its produce. Our God blesses us. God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear him. So the use of the, the themes of the Aaronic benediction hundreds of years later was understood to be a testimony that the purpose of the blessing, the purpose of the benevolence, the purpose of the peace, the purpose of the protection was that the nations would know who God is, that it was to be a part of the calling of Israel. Part of the calling of Israel is to receive the blessing of God and communicate it in word and deed so that the nations would know who God is. That God, you know, blesses us in varieties of ways. So one of the things that we learn here is that the blessing is not an end unto itself. It's not like, a, just give me good things, God. Because, you know, I belong to you, and so therefore uh, I, deserve, I deserve anything I want. So please uh, bless me, give me, and, simply because it's me. No, that uh, blessing, as we'll see, is part of the calling of being a Messiah follower. It is the means to an end. Blessing Personal blessing in life is a means to an end. And part of that end is, of course, testimony. Testimony of the reality of the God. Okay? Uh, then there's another place, uh, uh, Psalm 85. Since we're in the neighborhood, we're, well, kind of in the neighborhood, a few streets away. Uh, Psalm uh, 80, 80, oh, Psalm 80, I'm sorry, 80, 80, 80. Okay? See, it's not as far away as I thought. Psalm 80. Here, much of the psalm seems to be almost like commentary uh, on the middle blessing uh, of the Aaronic uh, benediction. Notice verse 3. Notice verse 7. Uh, and then uh, uh, notice... Also, verse uh, 19, right? What do we read? O God, restore us and cause thy face to shine on us, and we will be saved or we will be delivered. Then you see it in verse 7. O God of hosts, restore us and cause your face to shine on us, and we will be saved or we will be uh, uh, delivered. Okay? Uh, and then... Uh, we read uh, here uh, in verse 19, uh, uh, O Lord of hosts, restore us, cause your face to shine upon us, and we will be saved. So that's kind of interesting, that when you get to the time uh, of, uh, of Asaph, of Asaph, 
the writer of many psalms. He led the worship among the priests, right? Uh, that um, uh, he understood, or at least people understood at this time, that God's face shining upon us, the benevolence is deliverance. That the benevolence is deliver us in varieties of ways. Rescue, rescue us, deliver us, save us, right? Uh, and, uh, 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 and, and so that's, you know, rather, rather interesting. Uh, and then uh, we can turn to Psalm 121, right? Psalm 121. We even sing a song based on Psalm uh, 121. But what is uh, prevalent in this psalm is the first part of the benediction about keeping, okay, about protection, uh, or uh, about um, uh, nurture, uh, we might say. So you read in verse uh, 4, very famous, a very famous line. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade in your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. The interesting thing here is this is part of what's called a song of ascents, right? You see that beginning in Psalm 20, 120, and for the next about 14 Psalms, a song of ascent. What that means is going up to Jerusalem. This is what the people that would be coming on Passover time or on uh, uh, Sukkot, you know, or Shavuot would be singing these songs, you know? And so it's kind of interesting that here the context is traveling, journeying, journeying to the holy place, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and just calling out assurance of, and prayer of God's protection uh, upon us. So it's interesting that this uh, idea of may the Lord bless you and keep you, May he, may he bless us in our travels, in our going in, in our coming out. Uh, and so it, it clearly is uh, indeed uh, quite, uh, quite prevalent. Okay, so there's, there's the psalm it, it itself and the beauty of the psalm itself. Uh, you know, so now, just for a moment, we want to ask ourselves, well, what does it mean to bless? Right? What does bless mean? Right? You know, a few years ago, now it's probably more than a few years ago, uh, I did a, an MSI mini course uh, on uh, blessing. What is blessing? Uh, you, you know, and I started out by saying about 20 sentences that how we use the word bless. Like, uh, you, you know, uh, we might say, uh, uh, oh, when, wh what do we do uh, when we sneeze, right? We may say, oh, God bless you, right? Or, uh, you know, uh, we attend a, a worship service. We might say, oh, you know, that was a real blessing, right? Now, that can mean a million things. That can mean uh, that it was short, it was long. I love the music. The temperature in the room was fantastic. Uh, you know, it could mean a million different things, right? I, uh, we use the word uh, uh, in a very... Oftentimes, a very sentimental, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a kind of way. 
But the reality is, what, is it, what, is it, uh, what does it really mean? What, what blessing really means uh, is, again, uh, in a relationship, well, and for our purposes, a relationship uh, with God. We would say uh, that blessing uh, is the infusion of life. Uh, when we say, when God blesses, he gives us life in, in a certain way. Uh, it isn't always speaking about eternal life, uh, but an infusion of life. It means functioning uh, within a calling, functioning in the way God has uh, desired uh, for us to be, right? So when God blesses us, it has to do with he's blessed us or given us the tools or a way of life or the things uh, that uh, we can use uh, in order to be a testimony to people or also to get us through the journey uh, all the way uh, to the end. When God blesses us, it means it can mean anything from where human beings are created in the image and likeness of God, right? Uh, and so uh, a blessing from God is to be able to live uh, within the calling of being created in the image and likeness of God, of demonstrating his, uh, his, his uh, character. Uh, even, you know, Shabbat, it says in, um, it says at the beginning of Genesis that God blessed the seventh day. He blessed the seventh day because the seventh day is, so to speak, called to serve in a particular way. And so God blessed the seventh day that it would indeed serve in a particular way. And this is how we know uh, that uh, it is not just simply God give me something, which is how 99% of most people understand it. God blessed me with a new car, and I really love it, you know? So let me suggest to us that blessing is not a reward for something, okay? Blessing is not a reward. Like, I read, I read the whole Bible, now God's going to give me something, you know? I, or I... Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm living a certain way, and so it's like a mathematical equation. If I live a certain way, then I will get certain things. And sadly, people are so embedded with that that their faith falters if God doesn't meet their expectation of being Santa Claus, of, of, of giving me, blessing me, blessing me with the blessing. He blessed me with it. You know, I, uh, now, sometimes... God does indeed bless with material ways because he knows, he trusts us that, yes, uh, the material things he give us, gives us will help us get through life. That's fine. Uh, in varieties of different ways. That's fine. Uh, and that he knows, though, that we will share what we have with others. I'm sure you've heard testimonies of this. I, I, I've heard testimonies of this of a people in business uh, that are very wealthy and that everything, they, they have like the Midas touch, you, you know? Uh, everything, I, you know, I, they, 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 they can't do wrong in business. But the testimonies of these people that I have heard is that, you know, 
this one guy funded an entire university, you know, uh, by continually being blessed with finances to be able to serve. Now, another interesting thing about blessing is all good things you get are not always necessarily a blessing. So we're not just saying blessing is good stuff that you get because, you know, sometimes we may, uh, uh, you know, uh, accumulate things and accumulate wealth or accumulate just all kinds of uh, material possessions and we don't handle them well. Not a blessing. Not a blessing. Uh, you know something is a blessing from God uh, if it glorifies him, right? If it glorifies him. And so, you know, this is very, this is, uh, this is very important. We don't take, I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago about generosity, right? About generosity, that it kind of ties into that. That, um, you know, having a job and, and earning, you know, uh, what the market, uh, you know, pays uh, in your profession, that's not a bad thing, okay? That's, that's not a bad thing. Uh, and consider it a blessing. Uh, and if you do consider it a blessing, it means that, wow, you know, I'm, uh, God is taking uh, a care of me in a particular way, uh, and I'm able to share. But blessing, you know, when you read in the Brit Hadashah, Paul, uh, as uh, we read in Ephesians chapter 1, he's in prison, and he says, blessed be uh, the God our Father and of the Lord Messiah Yeshua who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He didn't seem to be saying, well, why won't God bless me? Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in, uh, in jail. Uh, and at that time, you know, that, that meant not having very much, but he considered his life to be blessed uh, and that, uh, you know, uh, he was serving God. And, and to him, the ability to be a testimony is the blessing. Whatever the avenue, whatever the means might be, the, the, uh, the uh, end result is that I'm blessed because I can, because I can serve. Uh, and, and so uh, certainly that is, uh, that is very important, and very important indeed uh, uh, for us, you know. Um, so what we want to uh, remember here is that in our journey... Uh, in the wilderness, okay, God is present. Uh, God is present with us. Uh, we want to uh, remember that, uh, you know, uh, God uh, uh, blesses us that all the ends of the earth uh, may uh, indeed uh, fear him and know him uh, and that uh, uh, we would be able to um, uh, get along on the journey. Now, so the last thing, though, that we want to say is, well, what happened? Why is it that when you read the Aaronic benediction, it doesn't seem like the people were really experiencing uh, shalom, uh, experiencing peace. It doesn't seem like the people were really experiencing uh, the blessing, right? And of course, we know, why. we know why. When the children of Israel, when you read the book of Numbers, what we see here is that in order to finish well, you have to stay focused on the journey. You've got to remember what the prize is at the end. What happened to our ancestors 
in the wilderness is that they were distracted by what was immediately in front of them. They were distracted by their uh, situation. They were distracted uh, by the difficulty of the journey. And they kind of lost sight of reaching the promised land. And they kind of lost sight of the promise. And they really became consumed with the immediate. And that led them to be very fearful. It led them to distrust uh, uh, God. And the end result is that they forfeit the they forfeit blessing. And so the disobedience of, of not trusting God, of not walking in the way of the Lord, caused them to forfeit the opportunity of this sense of security, uh, of this sense of peace. When you think about uh, just a few chapters later, we're talking Numbers chapter 13 and 14. It's soon after this that they're right there ready to go in the land, right? And the emissaries go, and then they come back, and they say, forget about it. And it's a great land, but no way are we going to be able to get in that land, right? And so it was only Joshua and Caleb and Moses, uh, you know, who really were, were, were trusting God. Uh, and the people were, were fearful. They would not go. And so they certainly did not experience God's peace. They certainly uh, uh, did not experience the level of benevolence, the level of favor uh, that they could have, uh, nor, uh, nor were they really protected. They died in the wilderness, but yet God's word was true in the big picture that uh, Israel got to the uh, got to the land, but the first generation forfeited the uh, the blessing uh, because of distrust of God, of not being focused, uh, and and so for us, uh, you know, the challenge is uh, yes, this is a great blessing, and and I will say, uh, and we'll save it for next time, actually. Next week, we're going to continue this theme of blessing and uh, looking at it in the Brit Hadashah, uh, mostly in what, what Paul writes and where, and where this ironic benediction shows up uh, in, the, in the New Covenant. Uh, but it's um, important for us today to get the, this uh, understanding of blessing. Now, when we, you know, when we receive the Lord into our lives, we receive an infusion of life. We're blessed. We're, we're blessed people by, by, uh, uh, by knowing God, not just by agreeing with a doctrinal statement. I'm talking about knowing God. Uh, the, uh, the fact that God infuses us with himself. He comes to dwell, you know, uh, within us. Uh, and, uh, and so that is the primary blessing and we know from lots of places and lots of scriptures that God has given us, he's equipped us to be able to stay on this journey uh, and to get to the end and to be a testimony uh, and to be able to have hope and to look forward. All of that is indeed uh, God's blessing. And we can have the assurance of that, of that his name uh, is upon us. 
And so may we be motivated uh, to think about, okay, this is what he said to uh, the Jewish people in the wilderness. Well, may we not become discouraged by our current uh, events and situation and think of God as absent or he, you know, he's not going to uh, bless anymore or uh, I can't really trust him and, and I just simply try to figure out what to do. Uh, but, but when we keep our eye on Yeshua, like it says in the book of Hebrews, right? Right? Uh, that we keep our eyes fixed on him, right? That is where we can experience truly uh, the blessing of God, an infusion of life, an abundant life, wholeness, peace, favor, protection as we walk through this life. Uh, and so if we're here today or we're at home, uh, don't be discouraged if you're not feeling well today. The blessing of God is still present uh, and uh, his word is still true. And let us keep our eyes uh, fixed on Yeshua. Let us continue to press on to the upward call of Messiah Yeshua, looking forward indeed to that. So let's pray. Lord God, uh, thank you for uh, this uh, great blessing. Thank you, Lord, that we remind ourselves of it every week when we pray uh, over our uh, kids here at Beth Messiah. Lord, I pray that each time that we do that, they would hear it and, and have a knowledge embedded within them that God is protecting them, that God is with them, He's traveling with them. And Lord, as we hear it, may we know it also, regardless of how we feel, regardless of how things look. Thank you, Lord, uh, that yes, you are indeed relating to us. You dwell within us. Your blessing is embedded within us. Uh, and as uh, Paul says in Ephesians 1, that the new covenant uh, has indeed been inaugurated. Uh, and now uh, we can have a level of relational blessing from you that could not have been had even in the days of Moses, when the days the days that Aaron uh, uh, prayed this. Thank you that in Messiah Yeshua is indeed the blessing of God. We thank you and we pray in Yeshua's name. Amen.